What is going on, good people? Back at it again. A little real quick video on this craziness that is Greg Roman stepping down as offensive coordinator of the Ravens. What? Have we been waiting for this for like two years? What is going on? Good people, DJ here. Um, I'm going to quickly just touch on this, and then I'm going to be out y'all's way because, man, I tell you, I tell you, Gregory, Gregory then slipped on out. Gregory then hit the hit the slide on out. He didn't he didn't slid out the back door on us. What does this mean though? What what like 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 what, what does this mean? Does it matter? Right? Like that that's the questions I want to pose to y'all. Like, does it matter? What does it mean? Like, who knows? Right? Because here's the thing. Right, because initially, you know, I, I actually I was in a Ravens Twitter space when 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 the news came through, um, when they had the presser, but back on Thursday, and I, I was excited. I'm not gonna lie to you, I was excited because it leaves room for change, right? Uh, it leaves room for something a little bit different. Um, it leaves room for it. Honestly, bro, it it, it leaves room to expand this offense a little bit more, to make this offense a little bit less predictable, to help with the uh, situational play calling, which seems to be an issue all around the entire Ravens organization uh, when it comes to, when it, when it comes to this team. But that, that point actually, you know, it brings up a solid point, right? This can only work if the organization is willing to stop this whole we're going to zig while everybody else is zagging thing, right? Because here's the thing. The zigging while everybody else is zagging thing works if you're committed to that cause, right? Um, there's nothing wrong with being the team that runs the football uh, and plays good defense. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, absolutely. Like, like that's the thing. There's nothing wrong with that. But you still have to have not only high-level quarterback play, but high level coaching on top of that when it comes to the offensive end, right? You have to, we, we've talked about this all season long. You have to be, right? You have to be disciplined, right? You have to be unpredictable in this league, right? You know what I'm saying? Like that, like that's that's my biggest thing. And the Ravens have had a predictability problem, especially when it comes to situationally, right? Like ironically enough they do the unpredictable thing but it doesn't work right they get into the red zone and they start throwing the ball three straight times instead of handing the ball off to the gus bus or handing the ball off to jk dobbins when you have that there so hopefully that gets that gets fixed but at the same time going back to it there's an organizational issue too right because the ravens have always been run run the run the football play good defense but there has to be a threat passing the football right and 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 that's more so with the weapons that you surround uh, Lamar Jackson with, you know, right? Like right now, I think I think the first thing before this search even starts, right? That deal has to get done because this job isn't as desirable, right? If that contract isn't signed, because everybody, right, or most, I would say most, either. Off, and let me say it like this. Most offensive coaches, with the exception of coordinators who are already, of course, employed, 
would want to work in some of them probably in the same breath would want to work with Lamar Jackson want to be a part of the next step of his development right most of those guys you know there's going to be guys that want to challenge Lamar Jackson too right and put him in situations where he can he can kind of be out of his comfort zone a little bit right like and oddly enough, might be truly his comfort zone, but we don't know that yet, right? Like we don't, we you know what I'm saying? Like, like the crazy part about it is we've seen the highest of highs that Lamar Jackson can be at, right? That that you know, that's being an MVP. But I don't think we've truly seen his ceiling yet, right? Because, you know, that's the thing, and I was talking about this before, right? If you take Lamar Jackson and you put him in the Dolphins offense. With, with the talent that they have and, you know, with an offensive coach like Mike McDonald, I mean, you might as well shut the league down. With Lamar's ability to evade, Lamar's ability to run if he needs to, you know, get out of Dodge, and talent that's going to allow him to make some easier throws, that's huge. So I'm not saying let's ship Lamar off to Lamar, uh, ship Lamar off to Lamar. I'm not saying let's ship Lamar off to Miami. I'm saying, why don't we mirror that style, right? Go grab someone from the offensive tree of Miami or San Francisco or, you know, one of these big offensive coaches. And what you got to do is you got to go, right? You know what I'm saying? You got (laughs) to, you got to grab from that tree. Like, Let's go in a different direction. Instead of going with the safe pick, the safe bet, the guy who is, you know, the easy choice because he fits into the Ravens way and the Ravens organization, you might have to, let's use their words against them here, you might have to zag while everybody's zigging, right? You might have to zig while everybody's zagging, right? And why don't you, why don't you, against your own general philosophy, against your own comfort zone when it comes to we want we want to run the football and play good defense why don't you bring in an offensive coach that is a master at what he does and then that way hey right you you, that the sky's the limit because you because because imagine this team with a with a coach that's not as situationally bad as greg roman was but also at the same time a coach that can challenge lamar jackson and challenge hey we need receivers. We need talent around here. Like we gonna have to make this offense a premium from now on because J- having J.K. and Gus, your run game's good. The offensive line, I think, will continue to mesh together as you go along. But then on top of that, if you can have an offensive mind that is a little bit more passing centric, I don't think this team's ever gonna have a lack of a run game. I just don't, right? And that's fine, right? You gotta have you gotta have a balance. But I have to be as a defensive coordinator. I have to be threatened by your passing game, right? I have to be threatened by the weapons you have on the outside. And even in the end of the season presser, you know, you know, they 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 said a lot of things and they they said, you know, we're gonna focus on wide receiver. We're gonna kind of redo the wide receiver room. Right. And I mean and that's the thing. And 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 that, that goes back to it too, like going back to getting this deal done with Lamar. Because that's the biggest thing you have to do. Right. There's no need, like John Harbaugh doesn't want to be a part of a rebuild, so there's no need to rebuild, right? There's no, like, like there's no need. Like a lot of people say, let's blow it up. I'm like, why would you do that, right? You can win a Super Bowl right now if you get some talent on the outside, right? And you get a an offensive coach that is going to challenge other defenses, right? 
not just lean on the greatness of Lamar. Imagine having the greatness of Lamar in the, in the back pocket, right? You got the greatness of Lamar and what he can do in the back pocket. You got a couple of easy throws that he doesn't really get right now, right? You got more separation from, from the scheme within the offense. You got more talent on the outside and you pair it with these tight ends that you've, that you drafted last year. And you pair that with as good as that running game is going to be right. And you pair that with as good as the defense has the potential of being. You put those things together and this has all the makings of being a good offense, but we've been in this situation before, right? No offensive coordinator or search going on. Like, you know, I, they got to bring in a, a headstrong guy, I think, right? Like a headstrong offensive coach, right? A guy maybe like, like a left, which or a guy from the, the, uh, one of the Kubiaks would be good. Somebody from the 49ers coaching tree, somebody from Shanahan's coaching tree, you know, in general, right? Maybe a Frank Reich, right? Maybe, right? You know, you know, maybe a Frank Reich. But, like, I think it would be nice to have somebody who has a little bit to prove, too, right? Uh, uh, who who can who has something that they, they want to showcase, hey, I can do this. Eric Bieniemy would also be a good one. I don't know if he would do it. Uh, but this would give him an opportunity to call plays because a lot of people say that Andy Reid calls the plays over there, so that's why BNME doesn't really get the credit. Um, but you know, it, it'll be interesting, right? It, it it'll be interesting to see what direction they go in. But I think the first thing is, why don't you make the like? Because this is the, you know you're gonna cast a wide net and all this, and uh, you know this job is 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 one of the most desirable jobs. It's not yet, right? Like. If you lock up Lamar Jackson, then you got people lining up saying, hey, I want this job. But like there's going to be a lot of people who are going to interview and say, y'all going to sign Lamar? Right. Because we because because once again, I talked about this before, but like you can get talent. Right. Whether it's through the draft, whether you need to trade somebody. And I mean, we know EDC is big on trades. Right. So if you need to trade somebody, you can you can find like Chuck Clark's a guy you can you can get some draft picks, you know, out of out of that. You might can get a receiver maybe out of that, right? Like you can figure out some ways to get receiver talent, but you got to have at least one guy who's been there, done that, and has a big future ahead of him too, right? Because if you pick, because I mean, that's the thing, right? We even saw it this year, how how explosive this offense could be with just Bateman and Duvernay and then having Demarcus Robinson as a three with, of course, Mark Andrews and Isaiah Likely out there, right? So, Imagine having that guy, that dude at wide receiver. And then on top of that, right? On top of that, when you you add one, you know, you 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 add that one more guy. I mean, they could probably they, they could get away with adding two more guys, but I think at least one more guy, at least one more established guy like a D hop or a top rookie wide receiver, right? A top draft pick wide receiver. I I, you know, I, I've heard a lot of people say, like, oh, you know, would would I rather have the third best wide receiver or the number one corner. And I would say, considering every expense has been given to the defense, I would say the third best wide receiver. Cause imagine you have a, a class like you had when AJ Brown and DK Metcalf and these guys came out, right? Like the third best receiver is still really solid, right? The third best receiver might be the best receiver in the class. Right. Because, I mean, even like uh, in I'm, I'm trying to think 
of the receivers that were drafted in Jerry Judy's um, draft class. Let me see if I can see it real quick. I just, I don't remember who was picked in that draft class because let me look at the 2020 draft real quick. I I, I don't know. It's, it's just it's escaping my mind. Like it's escaping my so in the 2022 draft class, right? So so just think about this, like. Would I rather have the first best corner? And, and I'm not saying that this draft class is as talented as the draft class that we saw in 2020, but like you got Justin Jefferson in that class, CD Lamb, Jerry Judy, Chase Claypool, Brandon Ayoub, T. Higgins, LaVisca Chanel, and Henry Ruggs in that class, right? So even the third best receiver, like let's say the third, let, let's say the third best receiver, and I, I'm just spitballing, I'm you know, don't hold me to this, right? But let's say, let's say based off of the pick, so Ruggs, Ruggs was the first one taken, I think. Um, so j- just because of the situation, we'll skip him and we'll say Judy, CD, and Justin Jefferson, right? So Justin Jefferson was the last, the la- the, the third wide receiver out of that crop of guys. Justin Jefferson is still pretty good, <laughs> right? I think we all know that, right? Justin Jefferson is still pretty good. Brandon Ayuka is still pretty good. Even Claypool is still good, right? Like I think Claypool and maybe Chenault have been the two that have kind of faltered out of that out of, out of that class. But yes, I would take the third best wide receiver. We're talking about the third best wide receiver, not the tenth, eleventh, twelfth, fifteenth, twentieth best wide receiver. That's the issue that the Ravens have, right? Because so, here's the thing. Here's the thing, and it all depends on what you do in free agency too. But if the Ravens don't grab a receiver, then then what are they going to do? Right. If the Ravens don't grab a receiver in free agency, then they go to the draft and they're like, well, the best player available is is a corner. Right. Then you back in the fourth round picking. Right. You're back in the fourth round picking receivers again, hoping that they break out for you. That's the issue that I'm having. Right. I think I I honestly think, in my opinion, I think you try to re-sign Marcus Peters. Right. To a to a vet, you know, to a team friendly deal. I think you try to re-sign Kyle Fuller to a team-friendly deal, and you have young corners. Why continue to draft young corners if you're not going to use them? What's the point of drafting Pepe if you're not going to use them? What's the point of drafting Jalen Armour Davis if you're not going to use them? Right? If you can't keep Marcus Peters, you can at least keep Kyle Fuller or vice versa. I think you keep one of them. Right? Let Peters get healthy and let's see what, you know, let's see what's left in him. Cause, you know, I mean, he just came off of a significant injury. He's probably, I'm sure he wasn't 100%. He got thrown into the fire way quicker than I think he expected. So that's my biggest thing, right? Like, and I don't know, like, like that's the thing. Like, I don't, I don't really know. I don't know the, this draft class of receivers like that. I'm going to try my best to learn a little bit more. Um, Cause it's kind of hard to, like, like even looking, like, so for example, right? I, and and I can't. I, I'm I'm just gonna look at the wide receiver rankings from. And and I guess it's hard because if you're looking at a guy like Sauce Gardner, right, as the number one. So so let's just take it to last year, right? Let's say you're picking last year, right. The third ranked receiver technically was Drake London, right, who went to the Falcons, which I think he was the first. I I think I think he was the he was. He's ranked third here, but I think he was the first guy taken. Um, it's, it's just crazy. Let me let me look at something real quick. NFL draft, twenty twenty two. 
wide receivers. I just I just want to see like because I'm just trying to think like based off of the because I'm I'm trying to put this to the test right because I know Sauce right like I think Sauce was the first corner taken. So you put Sauce with Marlowe, you know, if you put, so let's say you put a guy with Sauce's potential with Marlowe, yes, the defense is shut down, right? Like, like I, I get that. But, like, couldn't you still do that with the third best corner, right, by that logic, right? Like, I, I don't know. Um, it's just, it's just weird to me because, so you got Drake London, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Jamison Williams, right? So, and I mean, if I look at that, right, if what I, would I take Drake London over sauce, that's a tough, that's a tough distinction to make because who knows, right? Like (laughs) I, I was still, I think just because you've given the defense everything, I would lean more into the offensive end. You never have, right? You never have, you never have put an emphasis on skill positions, especially when it comes to wide receiver, when it comes to the offensive end. So I think personally, you know, in thinking about that question, I would take, I would take the third best receiver over the the first, over the, uh, the, the top corner. Right. Um, because I think this team is always going to be good at corner. I think, right. Like, I mean, if you look at it, and 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 they're good at getting value at corner too, right? You know what I'm saying? Like I think Pepe is good, is is pretty good. I think Jalen Armand Davis could be pretty good too. So I think there's there's potential. But like Drake London, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, like would I be mad if we got Chris Olave? Uh, like like you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Now, albeit these are like guys who were picked pick eight, pick ten, pick eleven. So you wouldn't even have made it to those guys. But you know, it just I, I mean I'm just thinking, right? You know I'm I'm just thinking like. Why don't you make an emphasis? Why don't you put an emphasis on offense? Like, like I don't, I don't really know. You know, I might have to do a little more research on who's coming out this this year. But if this supposed to be a deep wide receiver class anyway, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I think I, I'm, I'm gonna lean more into offense right now. I just am. But anyway, definitely hope you guys enjoyed. Greg Roman out as offensive coordinator. What does that mean for the Ravens? I mean, long story short, I think it just means you know, hopefully a new philosophy, right? We'll get a little bit more of what hopefully Lamar wants to do as opposed to what Greg Roman is stuck in his ways in doing. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But, you know, as always, you can always watch or listen to Flight Nation Speaks on Facebook or YouTube if you want to watch, if you want to listen, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, et cetera, et cetera, excuse me. But uh, you can you can definitely, uh, you know, check me out on all those platforms. I, I'll see you guys on, on definitely on the next one. Um, I, I'll, I'll be back. Uh, I had a topic and and I didn't write it down, so now I done lost it. But I, I'll be I'll be back. Should be, should be an interesting weekend with with the uh, the divisional round. Um, you know, I think I think the Chiefs win over the Jags. Uh, I think what else we got? What else we got? The Giants. I, I don't know. The Giants Eagles game is interesting, right? Um, because the Eagles should win that game, and I think they swept the Giants. But as the Giants have kind of come into themselves. I think that's going to be a, a, a way better game than I think anybody ever thought it was going to be. Um, I'll go Eagles, though. You know, so it's, it's the safe pick, right? Like, But, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants won this game. Then it makes an interesting NFC Championship game, doesn't it? But 
Bengals at Bills, another tough one, right? Another another game where it's like, who knows, right? Who knows what day's gonna happen on that one? Uh, I hope the Bills win, even though I don't want the Bills to win. I don't want either of these teams to win. This is a terrible matchup for me, but I'm gonna go with the Bills. I, I'm, I'm gonna go with the Bills, and then I, I think the Bills end up losing in the AFC Championship game to the Chiefs. Uh, you know, I think the Chiefs get back to where they want to be, but. And then Cowboys Niners, I think the Niners win that game. Like I, I think I think the Cowboys was good last week, but I mean, considering who they play, who they were playing, you know, it's one of those things. But I, I think the Niners are just a really well coached team. Um, and, and it would be interesting to see like the Giants versus the Niners, right? The Niners with their third, yeah, with their third string quarterback, and then the Giants who just look like they're coming into their own. Like that would be an interesting uh, NFC Championship game. Um, and I and I like Daniel Jones so much. I mean, it looks like they're leaning towards extending him, which I'm excited about. Uh, you know, I, I I think he's got an unfair shake to a certain degree too. Like, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens though. It should, it should be a fun weekend. I, we'll see you guys on the next one. Definitely hope you guys enjoyed. Um, you know, leave your picks down below if you got them. If you get to this video fast enough, and also, uh, you know, what's your thoughts? Roman, he's gone. Raven, Raven even said, "I'm hyped." You know, until. Next time.